<laughs> and with that, we've opened up a can of uh, Great Lakes Sunnyside Session Ale for a, a chat I've been looking forward to for a long time, long time coming, talking with Peter Bullet, Mike Lackey, Great Lakes Brewery. Hi. Thanks for taking the time, guys. Thank you, Cass, no for being here. Of course. <laughs> As I said, we're here at the brewery enjoying a nice sunny side, leading up to uh, a momentous event that's already happening for you guys, but that we're going to celebrate together on July 1st, and that's um, your 30th anniversary. So um, I thought maybe we'd start with Peter, Mike, you guys have been here for a long time, what it is like to be a brewery that has been around the scene so long, and what it means to have been around for 30 years now. It's uh, It's been something. It... Um it's pretty cool just being around so long and knowing some of the old guys, the, the pioneers, if you will, of the craft brewing scene, the uh, Amsterdam and the Wellington guys, and a uh, um, bunch of them, the McLean, like mm -hmm. even the Paul Dickey, and uh, guys like that. That's, uh, that's a great part of it. You know, being a logger flogger for so many years at the start, that was interesting. And how the industry's come around too. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been quite something. I think the growth the last two years is probably been the biggest single growth ever. Mm -hmm. And I think we uh, I don't know per capita. It'd be interesting to hear the numbers. We're, we're probably uh, surpassed the U.S. I would think with 320 breweries in Ontario only, or whatever the number is now. It's maybe pretty crazy. More. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing that you guys have been around for so long and survivors through a lot of change in the industry um, testament to what you guys have done um, yeah a lot dropped off in the past oh yeah the the stat used to be in the 90s that one would open two would close yeah now it's like 10 open yeah <laughs> and then another 10 open so what um, like do you do you want to talk about what brought about sort of your change you mentioned the logger flogger like how you evolved from that into the brewery that you are now where there's a lot of styles you make and lager's still a part of your business but you're probably more known for everything else that you do. Yeah, let's hear from Lackey first about his take on the, the 30 years. That would be great. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's funny, the first 15 years or something seemed like not much changed, you know, like lager floggers you mentioned and the, the Ontario industry was, uh, you know, I wouldn't say stagnant, but uh, it wasn't moving too quickly, you know, as quickly as maybe it was in the U.S. Um, but then the last 10 years, you know, I think, like now, it's so light, light speed, basically, you know, we think, oh, yeah, I remember that was only three years ago where things were just mm -hmm. totally different, you know. So, uh, I mean, that's a big change. So to see kind of all that, to see that evolve and how quickly it's uh, changing now is, it's really cool. And, like, I just heard the other day, I remember when Bellwoods was the first, you know, the first group of in Toronto it's like wow that's only five six years ago or whatever it was right yeah. and, uh, <laughs> incredible now with how many there are so yeah uh, yeah really cool to be part of both worlds you know uh, that we that we live through so yeah yeah um, yeah it's been uh, it's been quite something like the last couple of years I mean like you and I Peter saw some of it on the weekend with just like the you know what do they have like 9,000 beers yeah. available at the CBAs like pretty crazy to uh, see all that in the Canadian scene nowadays because it yeah. certainly wasn't like that 10 years ago 10 years ago or 
five, five, yeah. five three. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's just like you say ten and then yeah. ten we were at like a restaurant in Vaughn, remember? It seemed like it was about That's right. ten years ago, maybe maybe not even ten. Yeah, that was the one of the Mill Street partners. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was just it was a totally different world. It was yeah. thirty people there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A few beers kicking around and <laughs> Yeah. So what's it like for you guys now? Like do you see it like is it is it a tougher business for you with all the other breweries out there or is it are you still like is it harder to sort of stand out in in this in the beer world like is there competition for shelf space taps or are you still still able to do everything that you're doing um over the, the course of time yeah i think with the added breweries in the province or even in toronto it hasn't really affected us in the uh in the retail world for sure not um, that's been going quite well. On the tap side, for sure, it's getting more challenging. Guys are getting a little more aggressive to yeah. get taps, and uh, as David said, you know, some of them are actually making really good beer. So, because yeah. for a lot of years, it, it's taken like for, for 26 years, I wouldn't say we're perfect. We're, I think, we're really good, mm-hmm. but we're, we're we still got a long way to go, and I and we're constantly making changes uh, internally, whether it's recipe tweaking or uh, equipment to help understand what's happening in process better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff we learned by trial and error. And so a lot of guys came into the market and they really didn't know what the hell they're doing. They yeah. just wanted, wanted to be brewers. Sure. And none in particular, just I think as a general. But now, like, you know, my guys are starting to say, oh, you know what? I'm trying other beers and they're actually, they're worth drinking. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So how that evolves you know it makes me a little bit nervous because as guys get desperate to get beer in the market they start giving it away and stuff like that and i hate that like yeah. we uh we don't want to do stuff like that we don't want our comrades doing stuff like that yeah you know that that just makes the bar it's owner more cocky industry. it's not good yeah. for anybody uh just to get some tap space and to some bragging rights to say i'm on tap it here or there yeah uh, but i think it's gonna happen unfortunately mm-hmm. i'd say there's a lot of there's so much room for growth in Ontario and GTA that, uh, I mean, we're, we're just scratching the surface. More and more people, with every brewery that opens, another thousand people get exposed to a different beer, and there's millions of people here who yeah. it still have never, never even thought about it, you know, or come across it. There's somewhere. lots of room for more people to try more beer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's more and more, and I, certainly to this point, I would say uh, nothing's saturated or anything. Yeah. You hear about stories from the U.S. or Maybe that's happening. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Uh, but but some some breweries back there have pulled back. You know, you yeah. figure out where your spot is, and you don't grow too much. Uh, we talk about that every day here about how much we want to grow, or mm-hmm. or where we find our or spot. Stop growing. Yeah. yeah. Our stop. Yeah. So you find your spot, and you just then you make your beer as good as it can. Quality control will go up, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, but still, lots of room to grow. Lots of room yeah. To grow. Well, I wanted to chat a, a second about just some of the beers that you've made over the years and some of the ones that have been the most memorable because over 30 years you, you're, you have a vast portfolio, present and past. Um, what are some of your guys' favorites that you've done over the years that really stand out in your mind as personal, personal faves over the, the 30 years of uh, GLB? I think the sunny side right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was say. Favorite beer is always the one that's right in front of you. That's right? right. Yeah. It seems to be. I mean, that's kind of where we've gotten to. You know, you make all these beers and you try all different beers, and then we've gotten to a point 
or I have at least. I think Peter's kind of the same. It's kind of, you know, the Canucks tasting pretty good right now. I'll have that tonight or whatever, or this week. Yeah. yeah. So, got a case at home, so I'll, I'll have that. So, yeah, it's kind of simplified. You simplify. Um, Miami Vice, uh, the first Miami Vice we made. Yeah, uh, that was, was a good one. Really nice, yeah. It, I mean, the hops kind of changed over the years, too. Miami Vice was a big, uh, we use Amarillo in it. And the first year, the Amarillo was beautiful. Then kind of the, the Amarillo, I would say the quality of Amarillo hasn't, hasn't been as good yeah. in recent years. And, you know, that first batch, though, wow. Yeah, that was a good it was, one. It was beautiful. <laughs> How about some of the collabs that you guys have done that stand out? Because you've always been a brewer that has embraced that. And, you know, with people like myself, we've done a number of collabs in the past, coming in to do one soon. Um, you know, what are some of the, the ones, the other breweries that you've worked with on beers that, that stand out in your mind? We've done a bunch with Amsterdam, which yeah. have, uh, yeah. you know, been LCBO, American Ghosts, and uh, Ezra. A few other life sentence, I mean, but uh, all been well received generally, and yeah, we've been really happy with everything we've done with them. I think the fun with the fun part with those guys was taking the time. Like they they come in and we have discussions before yeah. or when we were doing Ezra, we formed a big barrel tasting panel. That's good. Um, it just there was it was much deeper, I think, and then the beer came out much. I want to say much better than mm. the other collabs we did, but. It was really focused and it came out really well. Like they were well, awesome. It, yeah, I think it shows when you put the time and effort into those kind of things. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, sometimes you can just sort of get together and come up with something crazy, but when you think about it and work on it, then the, the beer will reflect that yeah. that effort. So like that life sentence when that bale of um, hops showed up here, like that that blew me away. Like that was just incredible. <laughs> and then five guys stuffing uh, cheesecloth socks. Yeah. You know, to get it into the whirlpool. Like that was that was, that was a great awesome. memory, man. That was actually that yeah. was really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we give a shout out to Matt Tweedy at uh, Tooth and Nail too. He just today I think he's canning a beer we made when we went up there a few weeks ago. Oh, awesome. Pre CBA. Okay. So uh, Happy Ale, it's called. So nice. he says it tastes really good. I haven't tasted it yet. Okay. But, uh, awesome. Releasing Saturday. A few Ottawa folk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but this won't be on, of course. Never mind. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it done by then. So I, I, I wanted to ask you, like, I'm sure over the span of 30 years, you know, I've, I've, you know, crazy things happen, funny stories happen. Um, you know, running a brewery, it's always an entertaining, um, you know, adventure. Are there any kind of, you know, crazy funny things that stand out that you would like to share that have happened over the years, like, you know? something going remarkably wrong or something going remarkably right or oh we could we could uh, have a 30 minute podcast for, we on could talk for hours on that yeah actually we should do one and just call it remarkably wrong yeah <laughs> that's a great name yes the uh well personally one one for me that uh that i'll never forget is uh, until my memory goes completely of course yeah uh is almost dying because <laughs> i was screwing with some electricity that i should not have been oh, touching oh no. And uh, there was a large explosion that happened uh, in my face. This isn't very funny. It's not very funny. No, no this is not horribly funny. wrong. <laughs> I was asking for funny stories. Oh, yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, okay, yeah. okay we'll no, skip no, that no, one. No. Anyway, no. I turned out what okay. Happened? Okay, yeah, great. So yes. I, I touched something I shouldn't have, and there was a, a bang, and uh, I was thrown back a few feet, and uh, blah, blah. It wasn't good. 
but I'm here. So but that's you're good. okay. We're still drinking Sunnyside. Still drinking Sunnyside. Um, I don't know how funny it is, but I remember that uh, I came down one night to check on some tanks or something. It was, the power was out in the whole neighborhood and kind of wondering what was going on and think much of it. Got the brewery powers. I was like, oh, I guess can't do too much. So I went home and the next day we came in and uh, the whole neighborhood had been down because our this isn't too funny, but a raccoon got stuck in our transformer or got touched oh, yeah? two wires it shouldn't have. And uh, so that took the whole neighborhood down. Oh, my God. But uh, the raccoon was... That was something. That was funny. Yeah. yeah well, the raccoon was all over. It, it exploded. And it was everywhere. It was revolting, actually. But so, uh, it was kind of like, oh. That's man. semi-funny. It's yeah, Great Lakes contribution to raccoon control. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. One down. One down. <laughs> One down. Um, so, what are you? What I know it's already May. This is your 30th anniversary year. What What do you guys have um, planned and cooking for the rest of the year? Anything? Uh, any fun things that are uh, coming up for uh, for 30th celebrations? Good question. We um, We do have some things planned. Um, we just got three more fermenters in for the copper pilot system. Great. So we have some more space once we get to plumbing those up, uh, which will probably be in the next, realistically, two to three weeks. Then um, we'll go to the list and see what the heck we're going to cook. Because mm -hmm. we got to get cooking. So actually, I'd love, do you mind telling me about that copper pilot system? Because it's very impressive. And unlike most pilots that tend to be really small or brew magic-like, this is almost, a, well, this isn't, it's not almost, it is a real system into yeah. a, of itself. But it's your pilot, so how, yes. did, uh, how did that come about? Seven barrel pilot system. Well, it was on the radar that we wanted to get something bigger than, um, bigger than the sixty liters that we got yeah. or eighty, and we had already started buying some of the fermenters, uh, fifteen barrel fermenters to do some fun stuff with. Um, I can speak to some of that. Just uh, putting beer on fruit and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I saw this on, it was, I just saw it on Pro Brewer, yeah, and you know saw the picture. It was copper. It was so beautiful, and the price seemed expensive, but it seemed beautiful. <laughs> Worth it for what it, what, it, what it was. Yeah. So I think I saw it on a Thursday, and I phoned the guy, and it was uh, it's seven barrels. So two of those they would fit the fermenter perfect. Two right. brews to the fermenter. And uh, I grabbed my son, and we went for a drive on a Sunday to Grove City, Pennsylvania. Okay. And met. Uh, uh, Bueller, no. So it was a brewery that. Uh, so he bought it to start closing? a brew pub. Oh, start a brew pub. Okay. And then he decided he wanted to have a production brewery. So okay. he he had bought another brew house that was twice the size, and he want he just wanted to sell this thing. So it was brand new. It, he didn't boil a thing in it. And I gave I brought some cash with me to leave a deposit, and he gave me a nice handwritten receipt, and then I wired him the money, and so it was brand new. Up it came. Brand it never new. Never used. Never used. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was a great score. Like, it's just, it's so nice. And I thought, you know, okay, it's, it's big for a pilot. But then if we ever decided to do a brew pub, we could take it out of here. Yeah. And uh, we've got a system. We've got a system. Boom. Mm -hmm. So how often do you brew on the new pilot? No, that's uh, not enough. Yeah, trying to find the times to do yeah. it. Because it's, you know, it's in the same room as the big system, so yeah. you can't really do it then. So yeah. then you're uh, evenings and weekends, so trying to do it then, uh, you know. Once a week, trying to get in and do it. Yeah. 
with seven fermenters, that gives more impetus to do that. We just put in another thing I think is pretty exciting for 30th anniversary is uh, we got the new roll-up door in the front and the deck open in the in the mm -hmm. tasting room, so we kind of have our first. I mean, almost kind of really feeling like a tasting room now. Well, it's a people are coming down. Great new space, yeah, because yeah. it really, yeah, it feels like a big summer patio now. Yeah. So. So is it motivation for the brewers, kind of, for yeah. me at least, to, <laughs> to have kind of beer? I'm sure, yeah, yeah. To have uh, beer, you know, brewery only beer available there, you know, and people, you know, tasting it, talking about it, and getting some feedback. It's it's good for me to. I like to be in there where I can get feedback from people, you know, what people like and don't like. Usually yeah. they like it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. We, they don't like it, we ask them to leave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, one of the things that's, that you're doing as part of your 30th anniversary, which I don't think I've actually announced, so I could probably take the opportunity to do so on the podcast, is um, that, that we'll be working together to be the sole brewery at Brewer's Backyard on Canada Day. Yeah. And usually that's an event that I feature different breweries from across the province, but on the occasion of Canada Day and your anniversary, um, it's a great opportunity for us to do something really fun together and have almost like a tap takeover, if you will, yeah. of the Brewer's Backyard with GLB, which I think will be a lot of fun. Yeah, So when I heard about that, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So we're looking forward to having, <clears throat> I think Troy and I have talked about just having different stations of sort of styles, whether it's an IPA booth and a, you know, Canuck booth and a this booth and a booth and a that booth. And which, a uh, one-off booth too, right? And a one-off booth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we've got a beer coming up, brew on the 10th um, for the copper, for the one-off system, and um, which we're excited about. Yeah. And maybe, maybe more, see what, see what we can get it get going for that yeah. day. So, fun. yeah, that'll be good. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Blackie, I know for your 30th, you've brewed with a lot of breweries um, this year to celebrate. Um, do you want to talk about some of the some of those and some of the memorable beers out of those? Clubs? Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. That we've had both breweries that we reached out to because we were going to the town or breweries that reached out to us and said, hey, for your 30th, you want to do a beer together, which is, which is great. So, yeah, we've done, I have a list here, actually, because I knew I'd forget someone and maybe still am. But uh, we went up to Ottawa recently and brewed with Tooth and & Ale and Big Rig up there, which uh, was a lot of fun for a couple of days with Lon and uh, Matt Tweedy up there. Mm -hmm. um, we went up to Fork River uh, brewed, uh, in London. Uh, went up to Sawdust and did an all-Ontario Pilsner, which uh, is at or going to the LCBO, I believe. Um, just last week, Troy and I drove up to um, Barrie and brewed with Sebastian at Redline, which was great to see that nice spot. Um, Hungry Brew Hops came here to do our uh, world famous Dimitri Fong Imperial Red IPA that we've done a few times with Boris and his uh, cast of characters. Um, and then we have Bar Hop in Amsterdam we've done brews with, which is uh, we've done with before, good friends of ours. Uh, and then Peter, maybe talk about that day. Uh, yeah, we had all the, uh, as part of the kickoff to the copper pilot system, we did actually four different collabs. One was with uh, media, one was with friends and suppliers, uh, one was with brewers, for sure, like we had a great turnout of brewers that day. And the fourth one was with uh, 
Bars, of course. We're nothing uh, without our bars. Of course. And our licensees. So they all came out, and uh, we had a great uh, great time with all of them, and made some great beer. Had a lot of fun. Ate, ate food. We brought food in. It's always good. <laughs> nice. Uh, good. Okay, so, you know, it's been, th- it's been arrived for 30 years. Um, what's... what's What's going to happen for the next 30? What's what's next for Great Lakes as you go forward through, you know, the next uh, the next era of, of beer in Ontario? Yeah, it's been, uh, I guess the last year or two has been challenging with the growth, obviously, as these other other breweries and the whole industry has been growing. So, so if we, and we've been really, I want to say slow and methodical about the growth, if you will, maybe not yeah. so methodical, but slow. Only, only because, you know, I just think it's a better way for us. Yeah. And, you know, now it seems like we've kind of gone, we're trying to figure out how to, you know, keep our inventory up. And it seems more like we're getting into being a plant where we keep talking about, we got to go back to the beer. Right. And it's easy to get caught up in, you know, oh, we need another skid Mm -hmm. or need another 10 skids or whatever the number is. And I feel like we're kind of getting caught up, and then Mike and I have had conversations, and our LCBO guys, and it just seems like we're gonna. And the copper system was the one to do it, but you know we get we get too busy that we can't even run the copper system. Right. So, um, I think I think we're gonna uh, smarten up and get back to knocking uh, some great beers out, and get back to brewing some unique stuff for our retail store and um, and our consumers that are really into Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe do a little bit of releasing to LCBO, but I think I'm I'm more into uh, like I said some of the discussions that we've had and getting back to back to beer back to beer and and you know I, I feel like without being a cocky guy that we've always sort of led the market in terms of you know we came up with fruity beers at first when they weren't out there and IPAs yeah. some of the first IPAs and West Coast styles and now it just seems like we're kind of we've got our a small brand portfolio at LCBO and we're just kind of Rolling along. Uh, yeah, I'd say um, the same as Peter said. You know, the pilot system, or the little pilot system we had, was a big part of the change for us, and uh, maybe a bit of a change in the province too. But uh, the start of it. Um, so we had to kind of get back to that a little bit, or keep that relevant in our portfolio is uh, is a challenge. Whether it's maybe a second location, you know, or as Peter touched on, maybe moving the copper pilot system somewhere else and mm-hmm. to me it's uh yeah just being part of the you know being part of the, with the drinkers of our beer and having more feedback and having beer with them and sharing and enjoying life together so to me that's kind of i think that's what peter's kind of saying too you know keeping it keeping it real keeping yeah, it real. basically as opposed yeah. to setting your beer out and oh, exporting and, and oh yeah and yeah. you never see people who are liking it or maybe not liking it so much because it's old and maybe not as good so to me beer is a local experience mm-hmm. um, and it has been and hopefully it continues to be well yeah because I think um, you know, Troy was kind of to toss up the reference there but you know I think it's been like almost 10 years since I think we awarded GLB a Golden Tap Award and I think it was for Devils was it Devils or Orange Peel or Cascapalooza? Orange Peel. Orange Peel was sort of the, the beginning of sort of when you guys started to 
push that envelope that you that you said, Peter, into um, kind of new and interesting styles and leading that market. And it's kind of hard to believe that it was that long ago. Yeah. Now, but it's also kind of great that we're still sitting here drinking at the table like we did back then too. Right. And you know we're sitting next to a plastic sheet that's hanging <laughs> in your boardroom. Right. And I think that's kind of part of what makes you guys. You know, who you are is like that kind of, you know, through your growth and through your success, it's still a place to come and visit and you can feel at home. Um, even after a, a many years of change around us, right. it's, it's, it's kind of nice that there's, you know, that there's that feeling still exists here. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, one of the great things that we stumbled across and it was really only because we, we can't, every, every year we're adding tanks and the volume's going up and up and up, but we still haven't had enough to export. So, and a lot of times we said, well, if we, we were to export, we wouldn't export octopus or the IPAs because we don't know how people are going to handle them and yeah. what they're going to do with them. And we want people to be drinking this beer fresh. So what we kind of stumbled across was, well, let's, let's not export. That's not in the plan whatsoever. And we say, you know what? All this beer is made for Ontario. Mm-hmm. And focus on your backyard. Focus on the backyard. Brewed for you, Ontario. That's uh, the new tag that we came up with. Only, and again, we did somewhat stumble across it. Obviously, if we had empty tanks and we were needing, you know, to make money, oh, then sure. you got to do what you got to do. But yeah. at this point, every tank is full and they're turning. And uh, one of the big things that we really have come up with internally is is everyone's drinking beer fresh. All the team at LCBO, they're all checking date codes. Mm-hmm and making sure our beer is turning and anything they see old we'll swap it out if that is the case which hopefully it's not yeah but it can happen sometimes you know guys forget to rotate the stores or whatever well drinkers are getting savvier about that too like they know that a good ipa tastes better fresh and we're seeing less and less of that from outside the province because the ones that we can get here are so great and so fresh we don't need anybody else's that's right well and you know guests and Again, like two, three years ago, it would be, oh, these guys are coming in from the U.S., this famous brewer or that famous brewer, and it's like they're going to take over the market, and it just didn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. IPAs-wise, at least, you know, it certainly was people knew enough or, or know enough, the consumer, to be like, no, this isn't, this isn't good. <laughs> the fresh stuff is good, you know, our stuff yeah. is good or better, it's certainly fresh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's what we've kind of seen last few years yeah mm-hmm. Lucky, are there any um any new beers coming up anything interesting that you might want to share that uh is uh, that the drinkers of ontario can look forward to soon yeah well lots of surprises i think for you only you know and uh you know there'll be a virus around from the copper system um which will be a lot of fun we'll step that up but i know lcbo some just cool stuff coming out the rest of the year uh small ish releases of uh, Ezra, which we're doing again. We did it two or three years ago in Amsterdam. And uh, this year we uh, teamed up with West Avenue Cider, who provided the barrels. And we did the blend with our friends in Amsterdam. And uh, I think it's a great blend. That's coming out um, in not too long, in the spring, early summer. Um, and then in the fall, we have Beer to Zeus, which we'd done before to LCBO, and that's a collab uh, previously with Kyle Tecker, who was a home brewer at the time. Yeah. 
but now it started uh, half hours on Earth Brewery, so we teamed up again and did the beer again. So that'll be LCBO, and then finally we'll have a barrel-aged Imperial Stout to kind of wind the year down uh, towards the end of the year. So hopefully that's a good one too. Great. And Andre Alper. And uh, <laughs> Troy Birch, uh, marketing director. He is a big Audrey Hopburn fan, and would like to mention that that is coming out as well. But not LCBO. That'd be one of the fun ones we have. Brewing, brewing, yeah, and uh, wonderful ball Arsene material. Awesome. Well, guys, um, it's been a great third year so far. Lots of great beers, lots of great time shared together, and look forward to thirty more. So uh, thanks for taking the time today, and. Um, yeah, great chatting with you guys. Thank you for having us here today. Just one last uh, piece that uh, I, I think is really important because obviously, and I, I say this continuously as, as the brewery grows and we're selling more and more beer, and to your listenership, obviously we're nothing without them. And uh, just a little tip of the hat and the cheers and the glass to um, to the support that the... Uh, cheers. Oh, yeah, nice cheers. <laughs> the support that we get. And the uh, following—it's amazing. Great. It. Yeah, it's a—it's uh, been—it's a, a great scene. A lot of passionate drinkers and uh, people that want to see the local breweries succeed, and uh, always gratifying when that happens. Awesome. Thanks, great. guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.